Bravehearts acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land and waters and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. We pay our respect to Elders past, present and emerging and extend respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and hope and believe that we can move together to a place of equity, justice and partnership. Before we start, we would also like to acknowledge that child sexual assault, exploitation and abuse can be a confronting issue. We would suggest that you listen to this podcast when the children are not around. If at any time the content of these podcasts causes you any distress, please contact us on 1800 272 831. Hi everyone and welcome to Bravehearts Podcast for Parents. We are your hosts. I'm Carol Ronkin, the Director of Research for Bravehearts. And I'm Matt Sinclair, the National Child Protection Training Manager. Parents are such an important part of our work here at Bravehearts. Our vision is to make Australia the safest place in the world to raise a child and that simply can't be done without providing adequate and meaningful support for parents. The first of our series of podcasts is about internet safety. And to get us started, we invite our special guest, CEO, Alison Geel. Welcome, Alison. Welcome, Matt, everyone. Hi, Carol. <laughs> so, Alison, tell us a little bit about why providing information and resources for parents is important to the overall Bravehearts approach to prevention? Yeah, well, parents are a very important um, part. They almost close the loop. Um, by empowering them, we offer a very uh, special component, I think, of protection to children. And it's very difficult uh, for parents today. It's very difficult compared to parenting 50 years ago. They are parenting uh, in the online space uh, digital natives and they are mere tourists themselves. So it's very, very confusing for a lot of parents uh, when they're actually trying to provide boundaries and protection and uh, rules, if you like, uh, in a space that they really don't know a lot about. So I think it's important for us to bring parents in and first of all tell them it's okay and um, get them asking questions and and basically arm them up with what they need to help their kids be safe. So they're a very, very important component. Do you think there are any particular barriers for parents sort of being able to, I guess, help, nav- help their kids navigate the online world? Yeah, I do. I think um, understanding the technology is number one. Um, number two, I think... The age where a child sees a parent as a peer is just getting lower and lower and lower. You know, they've got their own um, close-knit friendship groups. They shift traditionally to those peer models. Um, But now also there's all these other communities that they're talking to online and they're offering different uh, peer relationships where children may feel um, more connected to people they don't know and that's the scary that's yeah. the scary bit. So I believe that a lot of parents are scared to, um, you know, they see it as a barrier. They want to feel uncool yeah. or especially if they're in that moment where they're still hanging on to that peerdom um, with their kids. So arming them up with as much 
information as possible. It doesn't pertain to every situation, but giving them a good cross-section of what they can expect. And some of them don't even understand the difference between gaming and social media and internet chat sites and and whatnot. So I think fear and understanding of the space is the biggest barrier for most parents. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that particularly around gaming, I think parents don't even understand that social aspect to it. Oh, yeah, that, you know, they think that someone's talking to another child, it could be a much older person. Mm. I, I think, too, that the concept of fear around what my child is accessing versus what might happen to my child as a result of any kind of relationship online is another thing. Mm. So we all tend to think, uh, I'm a a parent, so we all tend to think our kids, oh, they they would know not to trust that person um, based on what it is we tell our kids. I mean, we've been, I've been messaging that for ages, so therefore it's locked, it's loaded, it's understood, that's how they act. Um, And that's not necessarily true. Mm. So... I think in particular with the internet, it's such an unknown frontier and for a lot of parents guiding their children and mentoring them through different situations, we would refer to much of our own experience um, or that of our being parented ourselves. Um, but a lot of the internet, is it's new. Yeah. We don't have experience daily. of that. Yeah. And rapidly evolving. Yeah. So what sort of things are Bravehearts doing that can perhaps support parents? I guess mainly through this online world and navigating that with their children, but also, I suppose, broadly around personal safety. Yeah, I think that we cover off pretty um, solidly the personal safety message um, with children and we interact with parents through that. So we invite parents to get involved with our Ditto Keep Safe Adventure Live incursion by way of a a parent session beforehand. Remember, this is a a topic that... um, people never really used to talk about very often. So we're inviting, depending on the type of parent, for them to come on board and give us some feedback um, on, on what they thought about talking to their kids about the show. So we cover off with the children the personal safety message, but then we're asking the parents to bring that to life back at home as well. Um, heading over, of course, to the Brave Hearts website where there is lots of information for parents and redirection back to some excellent sites that offer free information to parents, um, conversation starters by where they can start um, having that chat with their kids and perhaps discovering some stuff together. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the key messages around personal safety that, you know, Brave Hearts, I suppose Brave Hearts and other organisations are, are really sort of promoting for parents? Yeah, I think that the first one would be to get involved. I think it is, um, and, and I don't want to use the word ignorant. It's not about being ignorant. It is about being involved, being present, asking your children questions. I think, too, there are some basic stuff around the use of devices, depending on the child's age. If we look at a very young child, you they, they literally treat the device as a pacifier. It is the new pacifier, and parents will very easily and readily tell you, you know, if I've got to get dinner on the go, well, then that the device comes out. And we've all seen that in supermarkets where 
kids are being pacified by devices. Mm. I think that even if you're handing a device over to a small child and it is a well-respected child's network or channel that they're watching, they need to they need to inspect it. Mm-hmm. They need to see what it is. They have to that have to see through the eyes of the child and see what it is that they're doing. Don't leave, you know, younger teens alone with devices in rooms. There's lots of advice around the central location mm-hmm. of computers um, in places where people can mm-hmm. see them. Ask your child lots of questions about the friendship groups that they have online. What are the kinds of conversations they're having? It doesn't have to be an interview or be mm-hmm. intrusive, but you have to keep those lines of communication open. Mm-hmm. And uh, particularly with gaming, because we know that, you know, gaming first, daylight second for these kids. And when I say that, I mean, you know, they can go hours with no daylight. Um <laughs> You know, things around making sure that their kids have got a broad range of interests, not, um, you know, fixating on one particular site um, or chat room or game that they go to. Uh, I think the key message for us, as always, is talking to your kids and um, creating an environment of trust where you can really understand what it is that they're doing online and why they're spending so much time there. So that might be a good time to introduce the rest of our series. So we're about to embark upon four new episodes specifically around internet safety. The first we will launch uh, along with this episode, which is our interview with Julie Inman Grant, the oh, Australia's f- second e-safety commissioner. Uh, and then speaking with some other leaders in the field, Daryl Higgins, who is the director of the Institute of Child Protection Studies, He's going to be speaking with us around different programs that are out there and how parents can be involved in those programs and and what's effective and and what are a better way to approach different issues. Uh, We're also speaking with John Rouse from the Australian Centre to Counter Child Exploitation, all long-term friends of Bravehearts, and wrapping up the series with our own Dr Deirdre Thompson, who's going to talk to us around the different services of Bravehearts, but also nationally, Uh, what parents can do to support their children that may have been affected by online exploitation and what services are available. And so if something was to happen to your child, how you can access those supports to make sure that they can begin a a journey of healing. And we're really excited to be able to promote this podcast amongst you all and it will be followed up with um, other series looking at other topics that may be of interest to you. So thanks for joining us, Alison. Oh, thank you, Pat. Thanks, Carol. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.